Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Hallelujah, God is so good. It really is good to see you guys. Hallelujah. Ayana, I just want to say again myself, it is so good to have you back. We have indeed prayed. But you do get some rest, young lady. Get some rest. Just sit back. Maybe Angela can arrange a couple of women to come over and they can fan you with fans, feed you grapes and ice cream. And just, just, you know. What's your favorite ice cream? What? Mint? Well, God still loves you. It's all right. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God bless you guys, really. Sincerely, bless you. God's blessing be upon you mightily. He is so good and so faithful. You know, it's, God is, he loves us so much, he's constantly adjusting. He makes little adjustments in our life. And uh, even this morning, it's funny, yeah, I'm sorry, youth be released whatsoever. Jackson, go get him. Hallelujah. Get him. But um, it's, just little adjustments. And this morning, I have to confess my great sin as the worship began. I love the worship this morning. It just had an innocence and a, I don't know, just a lovely innocence about it this morning. So thank you, worship team. But at the same time, when I sat there, I went, hmm, we got a flute and we got the piano. We got no drums. We got no guitar. And just, I'm just being honest for that split second. I went, ah, darn. You know what I mean? Kind of a thing. And instantly in my spirit, it's like the Lord slapped me. And he said, always, always celebrate what you have. Quit. Don't ever give attention to what you don't have. Now, that's so simple, but I just want you to catch that. In every area, the Father wants us to celebrate. That right there is worth the price of admission. Seriously, open your ears right now. Celebrate what you have. Quit focusing on what you don't have, ever. You won't have more of what you don't have if you don't celebrate what you do have. That's just the economy of God. That's how this stuff works. So have that in your spirit, if you would, okay? Can I, can I give that to you for free? Actually, maybe let's have another offering for that statement. No? No. Angela says no. Father, I give you praise again today because you're just almighty incredible. I am more grateful than ever in my life for how alive you are showing yourself to me. I appreciate so much, Father, the intimacy, just the sense of your presence, the absolute authenticity that comes from Holy Spirit when I look into your word. You are truth. Your truth. And I, I'm so grateful, Father, that I finally found truth. Something I can bank my entire life on. Something I can lean into fully. Something I can never, ever, ever have to doubt. Your truth and your love. And all of you are focused on all of me. That's amazing. And Father, all of you is focused on each of these beautiful people here today. All of you. 
they have your full attention. They literally are the pupil of your eye. You're so focused on them. They truly are the only, only creation that you value. You value them above all rubies, gold, silver, diamonds, makes no difference. You value people. And you want us to do the same, to value people. But Father, I give you thanks for the entrance of your word this morning. Just as we look through a few scriptures, I give you thanks, Holy Spirit, that you are the same, even as Jesus and our fathers the same yesterday, today, and forever. I thank you at the end of the service, Father, as we pray for people, that you will show yourself alive, that you will heal where healing is needed, you will free and deliver where deliverance is needed, you will bring peace where there's confusion. Very simply, Father, because Jesus, you said in your prayer that even as the Father sent you into this world, so have you sent us. So we give you praise, Father, that we get to do what you did. Hallelujah. Somebody please say hallelujah about that. We get to do. We don't have to. We get to do. It's our great privilege. It's our great, incredible privilege, Father, to know that you would not send us forth to do what Jesus did without equipping us with what he was equipped with. And we remind ourselves that it's all about you. Hallelujah. It's all about you. It's all about your love and your passion and your fiery desire to bring blessing upon the earth and to bring blessing upon your children. Again, as I said last week, Father, in John 15, as it said, when we bear, when your children bear much fruit, you are glorified. God, help us to actually catch that truth. You want us to bear much, much fruit simply that you might be glorified. Again, that people will see you. So help us to be unashamed, Father. Would you please take every iota of fear and every iota of self out of our people and help them to recognize that it is all about you, that them being blessed is all about you being glorified. It has nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with lust or selfishness. That is out of them in Jesus' name. That they would simply have such a burning desire to see you glorified but that they would simply recognize you want them to bear much fruit. In other words, you want them to be strong in faith and say, hallelujah, my God lives, just like you said, my, wife, my mother is healed in the holy name of Jesus. That's just the way it is, because that's who you are. You've never changed. I call her well, I call her healed, I call her delivered, she's free. In the name of Jesus, you just delight in us when we believe you. Hallelujah. And Father, I tell you, my believer is so switched on. <laughs> I believe, God, that it shall be even as it was spoken. And so I thank you that you will bless people today in this service. I thank you that you will bless. You will set free. You will heal. Because that's who you are. You cannot not be who you are. So I give you thanks and I give you praise in advance, Father for your incredible, incredible love. It is truly the great foundation. You love us. Hallelujah. I'm loved of God. I am loved by God. 
I mean, I'm loved by God. So, Father, I give you thanks for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to, you know, like I said the last few times, I've been, I wanted, God had me to, you know, like I said, read John 14, read John 15, read John 16. And so I've done 14 and 15. So today I'm going to just go into John 16. But just before we do that, I want you to go to Romans 10. I want to read something simple, just as I was preparing yesterday in my spirit again. And, and uh, he just had me go here for the moment. At this morning, I was doing my devotions in Romans, and, and anyhow, and I saw it again. So I want you to, again, from the Amplified Bible, if you would, turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 11. I mean, this verse alone is enough. We could, we could just share this all day long. The Scripture says, now everybody say this with me. The Scripture says... Now, do it again. Say it with me. The Scripture says. It's the Scripture that says this. The Scripture says, no man. Everybody say no man. None. No man who believes in him will ever be put to shame or disappointed. I know this is the other part. I'll read it all. The scripture says, no man who believes in him, who adheres to Jesus, who relies on Jesus, who trusts in Jesus, will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. I mean, I can read that all day long, but you need to say that out loud to yourself. In your own words, I believe in Jesus. I will never be put to shame, and I will never be disappointed. Do you hear me? So just practice that for a moment right now. Just say that to yourself. Just close your eyes and say it. Come on, do it. Say it out loud. You need to say it a couple of times, not just once. I believe in Jesus and bless God, I will never be put to shame and I will never be disappointed because he's alive, he's real, and his love is genuine and authentic. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Verse 13, verse 12 says, no one will be disappointed. For there's no distinction between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord is Lord over all of us, and he generously, maybe it should say stingily. What, what word would you prefer to be in there? Stingy? How do you see him? No one, for there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord over all of us and he generously bestows his riches upon all who call upon him in faith. Can you believe that? Again, you have to always ask yourself simple questions. Is this truth or is this a suggestion or is it a lie? But what is it to you? You know, like Jesus said, but who do you say I am? What do you say about this verse? It's, a, it's vitally important. It changes your whole life, what you think about God's word. The same Lord that will never 
allow you to be put to shame or disappointed. He's Lord over all of us. And he generously, do you understand? I got to tell you, this morning as I was sitting here again, it just kept hitting me. I kept hearing it so loud. This little fellowship, which is not going to stay little that long. Don't, I don't, the devil is a liar. Don't worry about it. I don't worry about it at all. I just kind of laugh. The devil's tried to throw things on me. I've had so much fun laughing at him lately. It's a trip. I'm actually enjoying it. He's learning, don't talk to me like that because I just start laughing at him and he gets really upset as he tears out of the room. There is so much abundance about to hit this house. I am not saying that to try to manipulate anything. I mean, it's just the truth. There is so much abundance that is just on the horizon. That's right in front of us. It's like I can taste it. It's right here. And it's just a matter of us, again, believing in our God. He's not a man that he should lie. It's not about being lustfully desirous of things. It's not about selfishness. I was mentioned even in the morning, yesterday again, but even as we had prayer this morning with Digi and Tina and, and Abby, uh, again, remember the thing about like when I shared about how when the guys took me around looking, uh, wanted me to try out a test drive new cars because my car is definitely on the way out. It wouldn't start this morning, so we came and Judas went, it, just, it's a, it had a lot of fun last week. But I have such peace about it. But remember what I said, and it's important, but it's not about Rod and his new car that he has in his spirit already. You got to hear him. But remember I talked about how when God spoke to me, he said to me, he said, do you think I'm good enough to give you a new car? And so I was caught in a trap because of course he's good enough. But what he kept trying to get across to me, he said, you, you just, you, you've got to get beyond time You've got to get beyond distance. And something I said this morning that God ministered to me during the week, you know, in the realm of heaven, in the realm of the spirit where God lives and where he wants us to live, and I really truly think about this, there's no clock, there's no calendar, there's no distance. Do you hear me? But we on planet Earth, we take all of our measurements, we we, all, we have to have something to judge from. You know what I mean? We have something to measure from or whatever. So whatever we, our life is surrounded by a time that needs, something needs to happen by or a clock or a calendar, a date that's in front of us or distance, how far away somebody is or something is. But you understand none of that exists in the realm of the spirit. Seriously, do you understand that? I said, do you understand there are no clocks in heaven, there's no time, there's no distance, there's no calendar. And see, we're supposed to walk in the spirit. We're supposed to set our affection on things above. Aren't we? And see, this is why the mind has to be renewed. The mind has to be renewed to the Word of God in Romans 12, 1 and 2. Transform, metamorphosize, so that you begin to be set free from clocks, calendars, distances, as it were. Those are just three. And one of the things he wants you set free from, again, is, is the thinking, is, is valuing what he doesn't value. 
And this is why one of the primary things that has to happen in our Christian journey is that we do have to come face to face with any possible selfishness that's in us or any possible desire for ego to be stroked, if you know what I mean. But all of that is part of all of us at some time, and it's just something that we all learn to deal with, right? In other words, it's not, don't be condemned because there's been that in you or still might be some, just recognize it. But see, if you begin to see how God sees things, like I said, a car, he told me, he, I, there was a little, little crumb of something on the table in front of me when he first ministered this to me. And it's like I went, you know, you ever you know, click, flick it off? And I went, and he said, a brand new car to me is about as valuable as that little crumb that you just flipped off. It's just stuff. Do you think it has any value up here? No. Does it? Do you understand? To God? Does, is that something that's incredibly important to him, a car? <laughs> it doesn't need a car, man. He rides upon the wind as the chariots. Or house. I actually would like a new house. Doesn't have to be a new house, but I mean, our house is so, it's just it's great for Julie and I, but we don't have the opportunity to quote unquote entertain or have like a bunch of people over from the church and do stuff. And even like that, I'm just trying to let you know where he's really dealing with me, but you've got to hear me first. This isn't about having stuff. I thank you, Jesus, whether you believe it or not, I graduated, thank God. I'm not worried about stuff. Julie knows I could probably live in a cave. I could care less. It's just, it's not a big deal. It really isn't a big deal. But that's not the issue. God's, he's, he's on my back about being converted in the way I think because it's important to what he wants to do. He's got to get his people delivered from thinking so small. He's got to get us delivered from thinking that it's all about me. And you have to begin to see things from heaven's perspective. I know you've heard it before, but this is why it's the Father's good pleasure to heal your mother. We don't have to arm wrestle God. Of course, hear me see, some of you, you're already doubting something. Of course he's going to heal her mother. Must be your attitude. Because that's who he is. He cannot be who he isn't. He is God. He is creator of all things. Jesus said categorically, Philip, Philip said, remember, show me the Father and it'll be okay. I'll, I'll be happy. He, Philip, he said, if I've been with you for so long a time and you still don't know, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. All of the works that I do, it's the Father in me that doeth the works. Right? And so that's why we read and we study and we look at Jesus because that's how we see the Father. Jesus, it says, brought him out to where he could be seen. So we look at Jesus Everywhere he went, he healed the sick. Everywhere he went, he dealt with devils like they were a piece of dust. Go. Get out of here. Go. We struggle because we still think we have something to do with it. Now listen, this is more important than you're listening right now. We struggle because we still think we have something to do with it. The only something we have to do with it is the work that Jesus said to do, which is believe. Not struggle, 
not strive. The servant of the Lord must not strive. It goes all the way back to the Old Covenant, the Old Testament about the priesthood. The priests could not wear anything that caused them to sweat. It was all typology. We're not supposed to sweat it. <laughs> and you're looking at somebody that was a supreme sweater over everything. Like I said, I can't, you've heard me say I came from a family of world-class warriors. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I think I said it last week, I have been so yeah, delivered and deliberated. I've been so liberated. You know, the just simple verses have like hit me like a sledgehammer. Be anxious for nothing. And I'm telling you, bless God, I'm not being anxious for anything. I, the moment it even begins to try to rear its head, I just say, nah, I will not be anxious for anything because I have it in my mouth. I say it with my mouth and I believe it in my heart and it's the will of God. So I don't have to be anxious. I simply don't have to be. I choose not to be. You need to choose. Can you be anxious? Absolutely. Look at your mail you're going to get tomorrow. Some of you will have the opportunity to be anxious. But you choose not to because God in you says, I'm bigger. It's so simple. God help us. This is where the mind must be. But we must see from his perspective. He has. He has, not go, he has met all our need through Jesus Christ. As we continue to behold and says and give ourselves to these precious promises, there's nothing being withheld from us who choose to walk before him. Nothing. I will withhold no good thing from those who walk before me. And again, he knows everything about your flesh. He knows everything about your weaknesses. He knows everything about the mistakes you've made. But his love has superabounded. Remember, where sin abounded, grace has superabounded towards you. If you've named the name of Jesus and believed on the name, again, remind yourself, you have won the lottery. You've made it. You are saved. Eternal life is flowing through your blood right now. There's nothing else to fear. Hallelujah. I said there's nothing else to fear. The only thing you should fear is fear itself. Nikolai Burdenev said the first spiritual duty of every man is to conquer fear in their life. The first spiritual duty of every man is to conquer fear. And we know that it is the love of God, the revelation of God's love that destroys fear. God loves me so much. I said, God loves me so much. That has to be something that begins to rotate on your own thinking every 90 seconds, maybe. I'm just loved by God. I'm telling you, you know, in, in the physical, in the realm, I always use, I know this is a soppy illustration, but it's true. You know, when I actually realized Julie loved me, I just walked her. I mean, I up in Hampstead, you know, I'm principal of the Bible school, and this incredible blonde, for some reason, loves me. And I mean, I would just walk around. I, I mean, I knew, I mean, I don't know how to say it, but she actually, she knew, well, she didn't know everything she knows now, that's for sure. <laughs> but I mean, she loved me. I mean, 
She just flat loved me. She wasn't embarrassed about me when I was stupid. She'd tell me I was stupid. <laughs> but I mean, she just loved me. And the, her love was so genuine. Honestly, I'm, being, I'm not telling a story in all these pastor trips. <laughs> I'm not speaking evangel- elastically like they say. But I, could, I, I was so aware that she actually loved me. I'm just saying I couldn't stop smiling. I was loved. And I knew I was, I knew I, and I was, therefore I was definitely in love. I was in love. I mean, there's a difference between loving somebody and being in love, you know. In, I'm in love. There's a strength and an aggression to it. Hallelujah. Some of you don't get weird on me out there. But see, this is why it takes just time. You can read the scripture. God loves you. God loves me. And you can agree to it cerebrally. The Bible says God loves you. I'm here to tell you God loves you. And you sit up there and go, okay, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's no change. There's no, it's zip because, you know, it's just like, it's like somebody saying, you know, I like your checkered shirt. What's that? What's it? You know, there's no weight to it. It means zip. You know what I mean? Listen. You can't know how much you love until you hang around with the person who loves you. You can't keep running from the one who loves you and expect the revelation of it to strike you. But it's the greatest event that will ever take place in any human being's life to find out and discover I'm adored. I mean, I'm the pupil, I'm loved by the Creator who all things were made by him, through him, and without him was nothing made that was made. So the things that are made, and here I'm, I'm trying to bring it all around, the things that are made, he made them for you. He did not make them for him. He don't need it. Notify your brain. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need stuff. But stuff is down here. And he wants his children to have stuff so that he might be glorified. But see, you have to understand, you have to get to the place where you don't care if you have stuff. I don't know how else to say it. But when you really realize it's about you, Jesus, I just love you. If it comes, fine. If it doesn't come, fine. There's an attitude of that. Something has to be nurtured where you finally get to the place where it, it's real. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be shaken one way or the other because my faith isn't in something that's here. My faith is in you. I'm going to live attached to heaven. My affection is set on things above. Hallelujah. You are what I supremely value. You. Nothing else. Everything on this earth is to be used and it's just a tool. But you are what I value. You know, like you said, take not your presence from me. I don't care about anything else. I just, I just, I want, I want this. I want whatever I'm feeling. I want it to be bigger. <laughs> I want it to be more, more. I just want it, I want more of what this is that I can't put words to. Your reality, your authenticity, this stuff in that other realm that's changing me.
I want, I want that. I want, I want more and more of that. I want more and more and more and more and more and more of that. I'll do whatever it takes to have more of that. And, and when that does actually transpire, when that actually starts to become real. And again, let me, let's be honest. All of us start out where we are. You don't start out from someplace you ain't. Let's <laughs> say so you start out trying. You know what I mean? <clears throat> my will. I take my will. I'm going to take my will. I'm going to seek God. Well, that's fine because that's how we all start. But like I said, if you just stick with it, the key is not faint. The key is that, you know, under, you know, in wartime, they teach you to recognize the enemy, man. You look, recognize the, the outline of every enemy plane. You recognize the outline of every animal's enemy ship. You are trained and trained and trained to recognize the enemy. And so we do have to talk about the enemy because you need to recognize the lie when it's there. You know what I mean? You got to recognize it real quick. That's a lie. I, I'm not going to listen to a lie. It's a lie. It carries no weight. I'm not going to listen to a lie. So we all start there. But the thing is, if you just press in, one of the greatest tools of our enemy, again, is just that. <laughs> You're impatient. We're so jive impatient. We really do want it now. And I know you've heard that a thousand times, but you need to hear it a thousand more times. You've got to be delivered from the time frame aspect. It's just like, and it's so hard because you say, well, you have to plan if you don't plan. Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you see, you won't plan correctly until you get connected spiritually first. Your plans will be askew. They'll be, it'll be off here, off there, off in some areas. This is where, again, we sow first to the kingdom. We actually have to seek first the kingdom. His way of doing, remember how it said in the Amplified? His way of doing things. His way of being right. Seek ye first the kingdom. And then all that other stuff that the Gentiles seek, he said, all of that will be added to you. That's no big deal to me. You can have a new house. You can have a new car. You can have a new ship. I could care less as long as you have me first. He really could care less. He could care less. But see, so many of you are flat afraid to pray for something bigger because the devil's got you in that bind. I'm doing this out of selfishness. I must be a horrible, lustful person. Why would I want a new car? Why would I want a better house? Why would I want this? I mean, and, and like I said, it's... There is indeed a season that you go through where you have to, like I said, recognize if it is my flesh just wanting something, of course. But see, God overwhelms your flesh with his spirit if you keep going to him. That's what Romans teaches. That's what Paul said. He said the thing is you keep deadening the desires. If you continue to deaden the desires of the flesh through my spirit, he said even your flesh will be delivered. In other words, your flesh just loses its attraction to stuff. Stuff that used to attract you, like I say, the longing for a husband. I life. All these young women, single women, I will never be fulfilled until I find a man. Because the whole world and all of television has dictated and said, the word of the television hath come forth. That's not the word of the Lord. Television is not the word of the Lord. You know, but everything that you watch and see tells you 
teaches you because faith comes by hearing. Everything says you're not right. You're not fulfilled. You'll never be satisfied and you have this unless you have this, which is the world's standard that has nothing to do with God's standard. I mean, all I know is, like I said, if you just keep at it, I'm trying to give you hope. You're going to graduate. Hallelujah. You're going to leave whatever eighth grade you're in or sixth grade or whatever they call it over here, third form, first form. I don't know. Still don't understand any of that stuff about forms. Hallelujah. I've been here 33, 40, 35 years, 36 years now. <laughs> I've been here all that time, and I still don't understand school forms on stuff. But I tell you what I am beginning to understand, and that's God more than ever before in my life. I honest to God with all everything, with everything that's within me, my heart's desire, Julie's desire is to help you. Really help you, not just be a emblematic preacher at the front of a church. I mean, I'm longing that you really are transformed. Truly transformed where you take on a whole brand new form of life and existence, where you literally are more than a conqueror, where you truly live in a state of knowing that I am an overcomer of anything that's in this world. I don't care what's in this world. My God has overcome it for me. He really has. God's truth is anointed. No lie is anointed. Remember that. Well, I've done preach now. I figure I'll stop. I won't. Anyhow, let me just keep you. I'm sorry. I'm going to go back. What time is it, anybody? It is 4 o'clock. No one. Verse 12. Let me go back to Romans 10, 12. If I don't get to Romans 16, I'll get to Romans 16 next Sunday. But then I'm going to start on some other stuff. When my first three Sundays, my three first three Sundays in in November, we're going to be talking about body gifts. We're going to be talking about how every single one of you are anointed to be spiritually employed. So that we're going to help every single one of you find your place, who you are in the body of Christ. We're going to define it through Scripture and God's Word. So that none of you have to be to have the feeling of being unattached, disattached, because God's got a plan for every single one of your lives. Romans 10:12, no one, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord over all of us, and He generously bestows His riches upon all who call upon Him in faith. And one final thing before I go forward, like I said, that I was leading to. It's about, like I said, this church here. This we I, I, I so want you to hear this. Again, this is not to, this is not to give false hope, but I, I plead guilty if people say you're giving people too much hope. I plead guilty. I want you to have gigantic hope. But like I said, a car, a house, whatever, it's to God. There is so, so in reality our church building here in this town. It will meet every single need of ours perfectly. It's already there. To God, that's no big deal. But again, when he, is he going to find faith? All we have to do is believe. I'm asking, you know, I believe. I do. 
I just do. I have it in my heart. Julie believes. I am so excited already. I've already in my spirit. I, I see the Bible studies. I see the people being able to take advantage of the places to have prayer meetings or whatever. I see the studio for people, to, uh, for all our musicians to actually gather and do their thing and worship. And I, I see a full-on studio, for that matter, where they can record. But I mean, I see it where our children, our kids, whatever. I don't care. It's there now. See, you, you gotta understand. It's here now. It's here now. Hallelujah. It's here now. It's being fashioned, formed, and equipped for CCF. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not about me having enough money. It's about will he find faith. Do we actually believe he's good enough to do that? See, but you have to think about it before you answer. Don't, no, no offense. I'm not saying, you know, yes, yes, amen. But what I'm getting at, see, you have to back off a little bit from the moment of possible emotional response and ask yourself, do I really believe he's that good? Or is that far-fetched? Let's be honest. How many times in your spirit have you heard this phrase, that'll never happen? I don't care in what area of your life you've heard that. That'll, this never, that'll never happen. Well, you're right. It won't for you. Until you get converted. Until you become absolutely transformed, metamorphosized by God's love, by God's truth, by God's spirit. All things really are possible to him who believes. This is why the spiritual, hear me, Faith is a force. I said faith is a dynamic spiritual force. He, we, all, we can all quote the verse, you cannot be pleasing to God without the force of faith. You cannot please God without faith. And at least you're here. There's a lot of people that need to be here that aren't. But see, I applaud you because you're here. No matter what reason you might think you're here this morning, you're here because God has an appointment with your spirit. Your spirit is hearing some things. Some of you right now, I can sense when God's anointing is there. And God's anointing is here. I'm not patting me on the back. I just recognize him. This stuff is going into your spirit even though your head wants to fight some stuff. But you're forever ruined because of the love of God. <laughs> because of the love of God. Hallelujah. Because of that, he loves you way beyond any shallowness of thinking. Because he's bigger than you. I said the God I serve is bigger than you. He's bigger than your flesh. <laughs> some of you are going to be so surprised when you see truly the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, you're going to be, and sadly you shouldn't be so shocked because you should recognize that's who my God is. Abba, this is who my dad is. He's got everything, owns the cattle on a thousand hills. You all know the verses. But faith is a force. That's all you and I and any church needs. 
This is the work that you believe. I said, believe. It does not say figure out. Again, you, how many times have I said it in this church? We're rewarded and trained all of our life through the education system. We're rewarded according to our ability to reason, to come up with answers and solutions. It doesn't work that way with God. No works please God. No works get you to God. Faith gets you to God, and then good works come. That's the whole issue with all of Israel, remember. They still to this day think works make them right before God, and that's the great deception. But we are the Gentiles who've been called again to manifest the goodness of God in the land of the living. For that matter, as I've said before again, so that Israel might be saved. They need to see all the promises they study every day. God's going to open their eyes to see that it's happening among the Gentiles. And that frustration is to provide, again, it says a holy jealousy in them and make them look to why we're having what they're supposed to have. But see, this is why I'm going to say it until you get it. I'm going to say it until you get it. This is why you have to have an attitude of gratitude towards God. You have to constantly, you have to stay in faith and just say, it's not about me. It's about God being glorified. God wants me blessed, and I'm going to be humble enough to accept the blessing. I receive God's blessing. I re just lift your hand right now and say, Father, I receive your blessing. I receive all the blessings that you intend for me. I receive them. I'm gonna, I quit fighting them. I will quit fighting them. I quit fighting them. I quit letting my own ego get in the way. I quit letting my emotions get in the way. I receive and I accept all the blessings of heaven. I accept the blessings of heaven. I accept the blessings of heaven. Total fulfillment in my life, not for me. But for you, it's about you being fulfilled and you being glorified. So I welcome the blessings. I open the door to your blessings. I open the door to blessings in every area. All those areas where my friends said it'll never happen. You're a dreamer, you're a dreamer, you're a dreamer. It's never going to happen. No, 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 no. That's a lie. That's not what God says. God says, I'm going to do exceedingly abundantly above anything you could dare ask or think or dream because I'm just that big and it's my good pleasure to give good gifts unto my children. So I open myself to receive your blessings, Almighty God, that you might be glorified. But one thing I give my word to, I will give you the glory. I will give you the honor. I will give you the praise. No man, like Abraham said, no man will be able to say, they made me rich. I have lifted my hand to heaven like Abram did, and I've sworn to you in Jesus' name that you are my God, you are my provider, you are my strengthener, you are my everything. So I receive the blessing of heaven. I receive cars, houses, whatever it is I need from you but you will be glorified. 
all attention. I said all attention, all attraction will be drawn to you. Never to me. Never, never, never to me. Before I will be absolutely lightning fast to give you the glory, to give you the honor, to give you the praise. But I thank you for total conversion in the way I think. Put your hand on your head. I thank you for total conversion in the way I think. I am not going to be a worldly thinker. I'm not going to try to figure things out the way the world figures them out. I'm not going to be fashioned according to the way this world lives. I am fashioned according to the word of the living God. My soul will magnify the Lord. My soul, my emotions, my thoughts, hallelujah, will magnify the Lord. But I receive the blessings, Father. Man, I'm telling you, it's in this room right this moment. There's something strong and tangible. Father, we receive your blessing for this church. We receive your blessing for these people. We receive your might and your blessing and your glory. I thank you for the open doors. I thank you for mighty, mighty promotions. I thank you for brand new jobs. I thank you, Father. I thank you for absolute fulfillment. I thank you for family and friends being saved in the mighty name of Jesus. We receive your blessing. We believe we will be the household of faith. We believe. I believe. I believe. That's all you've ever asked. I refuse to try to figure it out. I refuse to try to reason it. I believe. I allow the simplicity of belief to be my cornerstone. Hallelujah. I believe God that as you have spoken, so shall it be. I am blessed of God. I'm blessed coming in. Bless God. I am blessed going out. I'm blessed in this city called London. I'm blessed everywhere I go. I am a blessing. I thank you. These people are a blessing. They're blessed at what they put their hands to. You said, I believe. You said, I believe. And I speak over these people that you put under my leadership in the name of Jesus. You will bless and prosper what they're putting their hands to in the name of Jesus. I thank you for Io, for the mighty doors of opportunity for her on the BBC and the other things that are in her immediate future. I call her blessed. I call her blessed. I call mighty doors of utterance open unto her. I call her giftings to increase and increase and increase. I call greater creativity upon everyone in this fellowship. In the name of Jesus, great and mighty wisdom into their jobs, into their careers. I said great and mighty insight, wisdom, strategy. We release it from heaven to come into our people in the name of Jesus, that they will be exalted mightily, mightily, because they will give you the glory. They will give you the glory. They will not say, look what I have done. They will not say, look what I did. They will say, look what God did. Look what God did in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look what God did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Look what God has done. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the building. Thank you for the homes. Thank you for the cars. Thank you for anything. Thank you for the finances. We're a debt-free people. We are debt-free. We call ourselves debt-free. We will owe no man anything but to love him. But to love him. But to love him. Arise, O God, and let our enemies be scattered. Angels, 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 angels running to and fro, running to and fro, to and fro. Circling, 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 circling. Angels, circling, 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 circling. Angels, angels, angels everywhere, angels everywhere, angels everywhere, angels everywhere. So malawala da maliyam babarakata malawala da malabaraka. Shamalawaliyam bababanda balawaliyam dabrakabarada. Shaladam mamaladam babalawaliyam galadam mamalawaliyat sikra. Oh, we bow our knee to you, Lord God. We bow our knees to you, Lord God. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand, oh God. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand, oh God. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the presence. Thank you for the power and the might of your presence. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Well, I mean, now is the moment, if there's ever a moment. If you need healing or anything, come forward now. Really, whatever it is, Deji, Bobby, Julie, Abby will be praying for you. Come now, please, don't hesitate. God will meet your need right now. Don't hesitate, though. Be quick, be quick, be quick to respond. Be quick, 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 quick to respond. Keep praying, the rest of us. Holy Spirit, you are so here. Rabbi, do what only you can do. Heal, manifest your glory. The Chiba Kratin Mana, manifest your glory. Deliverance once and for all from all unclean spirits. Go! Forever, never to return in the name of Jesus. Credo Brafra Targratimalawariatsi Krata. 
clean. Thank you, Father. This is a clean house by your great love and by your great spirit. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues, if nothing else. You that are out there, please try not to be a spectator. I understand what it's like, but try to shut your eyes and be part of the solution. It's all about you, Jesus. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. How God anointed us, children, sons and daughters of God, to go about and do good and to heal all who were oppressed of the devil. And the presence of the Lord, the power of the Lord was present to heal. For Ishi's mother, she is so healed in the name of Jesus. Every, every infirmity of her body gone in Jesus' name. I speak total life and total normality to her body. Every aspect of her fleshly body restored. Nerves, tendon, tendons, ligaments, muscles, every area, her brain, anything, everything. I said, faith, remember what I said, faith is a force. Don't try to reason. Don't try to figure out what's going on. Just say, I believe. Please, please do yourself a favor. I believe. I believe. I'm not struggling. I just know that you are who you said you are. Your provider, your healer, your freedom bringer. Like the song, you are indeed the way maker. You are the miracle worker. You're all of that and more. Come Holy Spirit. Flood, flood, flood the people. Flood our people this morning. Flood them, flood them. Wave after wave after wave. I release wave after wave after wave. Flow over the body, the mind, the soul. I release more and more and more of your Holy Spirit over our people. Heal. Set free. Recovery. No lack. No lack. We will owe no man anything but to love them. We are a debt-free people. We are a sickness and disease-free people. 
we receive no confusion. We are clear thinkers. We receive the wisdom in the mind of Christ. We hear the voice of the Good Shepherd. And you lead us in perfect places. You go before us and you make crooked places straight. Oh, angels, 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 angels. You're hearkening to all of these words. These are the words of our Father. These are the words of your God. Thank you that you will do what you always do. You hearken unto these words. You go forth now. You minister, 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 minister to these heirs of salvation through what the Father's words is that are being decreed and declared. Thank you, our people decree and declare these things in their household, in their cars, in their homes, over their marriages, over their bodies, over their careers. We have many millionaires in this church. I bless the jobs of our people. I bless them. You bless them. You empower them to prosper. You open more and more doors of opportunity. Blessing, blessing come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Blessing come. Blessing flow. I receive the blessings of heaven. on my life and on the life of my people. We refuse anything less than your blessing. For you are the most high God. You abide faithful. You abide faithful. You live in faithfulness. You're all together faithful. You're all together faithful. And the devil is defeated. Hallelujah. The devil is defeated. My God, my Jesus, defeated you in the very pit of hell. Paralyzed you. Took back every ounce of authority. You have no authority here. None. Because my Jesus took it. And he gave it unto us. Hallelujah. 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 We sing hallelujah to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lord. We sing hallelujahs to the Lord. We sing hallelujahs to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Let God be praised. Let God be magnified. Come magnify the Lord with me. He who prays in another tongue gives thanks well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, what a song, what a song, what a song. Is there a singer behind me? Is anybody back there? Go ahead, sing. just sing that. Yeah, amen. How great thou art. Come on, lift your voice. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. 
For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 